What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Bear Kaczynski. Gentlemen, the first quarter of the NFL season has come and gone. College football is starting to ramp up now with important games. Football is in uh, full COVID effect. Uh, it's been it's been entertaining to say the least. Uh, sure. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, there's some things that we didn't expect to happen happen, and uh, it's been fun. That's that's one way of putting it. I mean, depending on um, you know your teams that you root for, both college and NFL, fun could be a relative term. Um, so we'll get into how things have uh, shaken out so far this week. Um, as always, we thank our partners at Strings Sports Brewery in historic Springfield located there just past downtown on main street for bringing you guys another week of uh, pound the pig skin. We appreciate uh, having the support of a local business and we appreciate obviously the support of our, our listeners all across uh, the United States, wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's here on anchor or Apple or Spotify, we appreciate it. Um, and with that, we will, uh, we will hopefully bring you another good show uh, this week. And um like always, those good shows start courtesy of our tradition, um, our drink of the night, sponsored by our buddies over there at Engine 15 Brewing Company on Beach Boulevard. Go check them out. It's Oktoberfest time over there. So the drink in my hand tonight is um, courtesy of New Belgium Brewing Company up there in Asheville, North Carolina. I've got myself a fat tire. Nice. All right, classic. All right. Yeah. Craft beer. Can't go wrong. I'm uh haven't had haven't had one in a while. Bro, I don't even had a fat tire in years probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the last time I had <laughs> one, to be honest. I think the last time I had a fat tire was when we were at Mellow for that NFL trivia because for whatever uh, reason, oh. my go-to beers at Mellow seem to be Fat Tire and Purple Haze. Oh, you haze. go Purple Haze all day. Yeah, Purple Haze, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, fat, fat Tire today. What you got there, Alex? I am doing something a little different. I showed it to you guys on Sunday, and I haven't let it leave my side since. <laughs> uh, is this the Butterscotch? This is Doc Collier's Butterscotch Moonshine. And okay, so flavored white light. Yeah, man. Let me tell you what this stuff up in where's it? It's up in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh yeah, hillbilly. Yeah, country. man. No, this no is wonder. this is this is what uh, this is what the Appalachians would would call uh, spirit water. That's basically what Popcorn Sutton created. Hey, look, I'm not mad at it, man. This is grain neutral, friggin' moonshine, forty proof, and. I've already finished the bottle. So, All right. Well, well, you said it was. Dangerous. Oh man, you you don't even know. I'm gonna have to get another <laughs> bottle, and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to split this one together because this is uh this is something else. So if we hear about on a day some crazy guy running through his neighborhood at 11 p.m. post podcast, you know, know, you would think Boomshad would do that to somebody, but this is like surprisingly chill, like relaxing, like I haven't gotten crazy or anything. Well, I'm certain. I'm certain that it's uh, it's circumstantial because I know the last time that I had shine, I bought it off of a guy on the corner outside of a CVS up in uh, Knoxville, and he filled up 
he filled up both of my flasks for ten dollars a whack and uh got brought that right into the middle of rocky top um uh, and that that had me fired up for about four hours yeah so. yeah man it, it's that, different it, yeah it, it runs through the veins depending on the circumstances but uh matt what do you got uh well, I can't stop the moonshine story. <laughs> oh. oh, my boy Hicks knows all about oh, it, I, baby. We all know. Uh, uh, I am going with basically what's become a beer that's not a light beer. And uh, I got a little uh, sweet water mango kush wheat ale. Mango kush wheat ale. Is that the, is, that's not the hemp stuff, is it? It is. Basically, sweet uh, water brewery created like a line of four different hemp-infused beers, and they're actually surprisingly really, really good. I feel like they would be oily. There you go. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) I just feel like it would be oily. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. You open up the can or pour it in a glass and get punched in the face as if uh, somebody, uh, you know, hit a bong rip in your face. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could could picture that, but... There you go. So Sweetwater repping again on the show tonight. So uh, we will um, we will dive right in, boys, to the the wonderful, magical world that is college football. Yes, sir. All right. So once again, the world of college football just brought brought us such pleasantries this this past week in terms of upsets and WTF moments. So we'll, uh, we'll recap what we, uh, what we saw. We'll preview what's coming up. Um, we'll start with that team down in Hogtown. The Florida Gators had their, their home opener against South Carolina, uh, ended up beating the Gamecocks 38-24. Um, Trask to Pitts is a, is a real connection. The offense is definitely clicking. The, the offense will be good. The defense still has uh, room for improvement, even though they they were a little bit better. Um, I will say, though, having watched every play of every Gator game, um, which is no no surprise, uh, they did have a pretty they did have a pretty lackluster, lousy fourth quarter in terms of putting that game away. Um, And South Carolina did not seem like they wanted to win; they were just uh, taking their sweet old time. But I'll take the win. Uh, The Gators are are ranked uh, four. Still in the still in top five, the ranked fourth. Uh, Georgia obviously having the big win, dominating Auburn um, over the weekend, uh, moved up to to three. So so Georgia and Florida obviously the strength of the the East Division. Although uh, Georgia will will play Tennessee this this weekend, so we'll preview that. Um, but as we go through, Alex, any thoughts on the Gator game? Yeah, man. I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Their season opener was much, you know, left much to be desired in terms of what their defense was doing. I mean, we let them drop, you know, 40 points on us. So um, I think I saw a lot of improvements. The offense obviously kept scoring, and then they kind of just took a break there in the fourth quarter because the defense kind of put a stop. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we kind of see a one-two punch moving forward and that offense keeps driving with, you know, two scores a quarter and and uh, the defense can keep them shut out to at least just one score. But, um, you know, we're, we're talking about the Kyle Pitts and the Kyle Trask, you know, connection there. I mean, obviously it's a real deal. It's blooming. Um, his his number one target that game, though, was Kadarius Toney. I mean, he had one touchdown himself, yeah. 80 yards. So, um 
Yeah, he's become a better receiver and and not just a gadget guy yeah. anymore, which is big for for the Gators' offense. So that's nice. Yep. To see. So I I think you know I think as as the season progresses, Kyle Trask will solidify himself as a as a first round quarterback in the upcoming draft, um, barring any serious injury or just a, a complete drop off on the map. I mean, he goes through his progressions. He knows when to leave the pocket and throw the ball away. So. I mean, he's doing everything that an NFL scout would want to see in terms of bringing him onto their team. So, uh, you know, best of luck to him, and uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the year. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully he can keep this uh, this Gator train rolling. So as we go through the rest of uh, the, the games, some of the most notable ones, um, obviously number one, Clemson was back in action. They handled Virginia, a rematch of the ACC championship game last year. Uh, no sweat there for Clemson, yep. uh, looking like the number one team. Uh, Alabama uh, just absolutely throttled Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. Uh, once again, I- I've probably been on the record of saying this before, but Texas A&M year in and year out is one of always one of the most overrated teams in the country. Uh, they had no prayer uh, stopping Alabama at all. Um, I-, I saw nothing that worries me from Texas A&M. A&M what are you talking about? They're so Ta- – Texas A&M doesn't worry me at cool. all. Dude, it's, they're like the linchpin team in the SEC who always thinks they're going to be good. And then, yeah, that's what we're saying. They're overrated. With you. They're, I know. They're, they're overrated. And Jim Jimbo Fisher has the keys to the kingdom. They anointed him God out there in College Station. And, I mean, he's, you know, he's an average football bought, team. Bought out it, his contract and gave him a bigger one. It's insane. <laughs> It really is. So Alabama, though, looked legit, which uh, is always a scary thing. Um, not that they've fallen off the face of the earth, but uh, the, the tides seem to be rolling. As I mentioned, Georgia and Auburn, that was the big one, number seven against number four at the time. Uh, Georgia's defense just absolutely dominated. Um, Bo Nix and uh, Gus Melzahn had nothing uh, in terms of an answer. Uh, Georgia's defense is definitely legit. Uh, and as we uh, as we get into some of the previews, we'll talk more about that. Uh, one of the upsets of the day, number nine, Texas, uh, going down to TCU, 33-31. There's another team severely overrated. We'll we'll get to Texas. Um, here here's one that uh, probably pains some people here in the Sunshine State, but uh, number eleven at the time, UCF. They they lost to Tulsa, so the Golden Knights um, run to a potential playoff uh, spot is on hold for another year at but least. The best team in the um, state of Florida, remember, guys. Yeah, yeah, there was a survey. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a so, survey done. They're the best team in Florida. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, there there must have been a lot of uh, a lot of people in the Orlando area that filled that out, but Probably. Um, so they they go down to Tulsa. Um so they'll have to regroup. The uh the North Carolina Tar Heels, they squeaked by Boston College, uh, North Carolina because of that, they saw a bump in the in the rankings. They're now ranked eighth, and they'll have a test again this week. We'll get into that. The upset of uh, of all upsets, I feel like I was completely 100% wrong God. about this. Arkansas yeah. beat Mississippi State. I don't know how. I don't They're know why. Wrong. I don't know what we happened. Just, I don't know what happened to the Pirates. We saw Mississippi State, and the Pirates are, and you know, the Pirate led a team. We're going to uh, put up like 60. They put up. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a boat race um, in in Stark Vegas. It was not. Arkansas, led by Felipe Franks, wins twenty one to fourteen, and everybody uh, everybody in in Mississippi State land who was all giddy after week 
one of uh, thrashing LSU has uh, just been sent back home to eat their humble yeah. pie and uh, and go back to their level of mediocrity. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see how they bounce back. Um, OK State rolled Kansas, no big deal. Now uh, Oklahoma, uh, the Sooners, Boomer Sooner, their their um, their fan base has got to be crying. Oh. Sucking their thumbs after losing again to Iowa State. It seems like Iowa State has Oklahoma's well, number. I, it's actually um, legit though. Like, let's not forget that they actually are a decent squad. And I think yeah. don't get the credit. And clearly, we can get more into it if we want. But clearly, Spencer Rattler is not quite what they thought he was going to be. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. He's a he he's is. a freshman. You know, granted a redshirt freshman, so this is his first time playing, and he's got a lot of growing pains to go through. But Oh, as you mentioned, Oklahoma is, is just not the, the same Oklahoma team. And, you know, we know the Big 12, they don't play defense. So you gotta, you got to score. You can't turn the ball over. Um, so Oklahoma one and two to start the year. They were ranked 18th. They're, they're actually not in the top 25, uh, which we'll get into when we start the preview this week. Um, LSU bounced back, handled Vanderbilt, no problem, 41 to 7. Um, the boys up in uh, up in Rocky Top handled their business against Missouri, Tennessee. Um, covered that spread easy, thirty-five to twelve. NC State pulled off a, a one-point upset over Pitt. I got to be honest; I thought I was going to see a better uh, showing from the Pitt Panthers, um, but NC State battled. So give give the Wolfpack credit. Um, it's been tough to figure out the ACC so far. <laughs> a little bit, but the ACC has actually been surprisingly competitive yeah yeah absolutely so as we uh speaking of the acc and competitive we will um we'll look at now some of the games coming up this weekend and we'll we'll start with uh with an acc game one that stands out to me um number 19 virginia tech the Hokies go to chapel hill they'll play number eight north carolina so North Carolina is a top 10 ranked team under Mac Brown and quarterback Sam Howell, who I know every FSU fan uh, is, is just crying themselves knowing that they had, they had that kid committed and he, and he, and he flipped last minute, but uh, 19 Virginia tech, number eight, North Carolina. We'll see from this matchup. If, if North Carolina is a legit noisemaker this year, um, they're, they're favorites in the game by four and a half against Virginia tech. Um, I think it'll be a, a close game. And I mean, they just had a North Carolina just had a close one against Boston college. I would expect a, a similarly close game. We'll, we'll see, but I definitely think this is where we'll know if North Carolina is, uh, is That's, for real and going to make the noise or if they're going to definitely be locked into that one for the most part. Cause I'm intrigued by what North Carolina is doing. Yeah, I mean, if I were you, I would be too. And that's a noon that's a noon kick, so you'll want to you'll want to uh, focus on that while you're waiting for uh, for your team later on. Speaking of other noon kicks, um, well, you know the Gators they go to Kyle Field College Station, home of the 12th man, where there won't be many 12th men in the stands. Um, the Gators are uh, are favored. They're ranked fourth. A and M's ranked 21st. Um, you know, obviously being a, a Gator fan, I feel good about the game. Uh, we do still need to improve a little bit on defense, but I think after seeing two games of Florida's offense and two games of the A&M defense, uh, I'm not I'm not really worried about um, not being able to score points. 
Um, if I was betting the game, which I never bet on my teams, I would I would advise to bet the over on this game. The over is 57 points. Um, you're definitely you're going to get a majority of that from the Gators, but A&M will score their share as well. And I think the Gators will at some point pull away. Kellen Mond is a is a turnover waiting to happen. He's a he's just been an average uh, quarterback, even though he was highly recruited. Um, and the A and M defense is not what people had thought it was going to be. I think that the Florida defense will finally start to gel, and I think uh, the the trash to Pitts connection continues for another week. Yeah, I think roll. I think Florida offense will be good to get slowed down by Texas A and M. I mean, we talked about it, man. We saw, we kind of saw what was going on, you know, with the defense like I said earlier. I'm not, I mean, God, I, I'm not worried about this, this at all. I, I won't be watching it. I'll be in, uh, you know, Disneyland there, Disney World down in Orlando. That's all right. That's all right. You'll get it. You'll get it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, the I'll get some ticks on my phone about what's going on. I, I, I think they're just going to roll Texas A&M. I mean, they don't, they, they're not a threat at all. The fact that they're still ranked top 25 blows my mind, but, um, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of with you there. If you give up 52 points in a loss, even if it's to the number two team in the country, you're you're not a top 20. Yeah, you just kind of. Yeah, you, you got to find ways <laughs> to stop that from happening. So for me, I, I'm just not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really not worried about it. I'm chalking it up as a W. Yeah. Now, I um, we go from a lot of offense to where there's potentially going to be a lot of defense, Georgia. um and Tennessee, so Hicks will lead the Vol Navy between the hedges um, and, and face these Georgia Bulldogs who probably have uh, the top defense in the country. Uh, Georgia is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite in the in the game. Um, we're going to see, honestly, we're going to see really how, how good Tennessee is, how, how close they are to being uh, able to compete. In the in the SEC in this game, this is definitely a true test to see if if Pruitt's got uh, that team where they need to be, or if they've just beaten up on um, on two bottom dwellers in the SEC and and have ridden that ranking um, up up to 14. So it'll be a test because now they're going up against a, a legit team. Um, I know Georgia's Georgia's got the questions with quarterback, but I think they've kind of figured. I think that they out did, but I still don't think Georgia's locked in yet, and I think Tennessee could take capitalize on that now that's if tennessee can come out and actually play like you know really good football which they need some of that they need some of that white lightning in their veins (laughs) i mean i think it's gonna i I think that's actually one of the more intriguing games um this week um i would agree with that yeah i'll be intrigued yeah so after after florida gets done beating texas a&m i'll be locked into that one um you know i'll I'll want to. I'll want to see, knowing that both of these are opponents for the Gators down the road. Um, you know, I want to see. I want to see how it looks. That's the three thirty game on on CBS. So it should be. It should be a good one. We'll we'll see. Um, some other notables: Arkansas will play against Auburn. We'll see uh, if Arkansas stays hot or if Auburn bounces back. Auburn's a big big favorite in that game. Um, another one though, the, uh, the teacher and the student meet, um, we got Nick Saban in his, uh, in his crimson tide, uh, rolling into, into Oxford, Mississippi to face, um, soft, uh, soft lane Kiffin, um, and, and the Ole Miss rebels who I'll be honest, they can score points. Um, 
the over under on this game is seventy, yep. by the way, <laughs> which is crazy. But Bama may, Bama may put up fifty I by mean, themselves. I honestly think that this game is going to be very similar to the to the Texas A and M game, where Bama puts up fifty, Ole Miss puts up twenty uh, something. It's never really close. Um, Ole Miss makes some flash plays and whatnot, but they can't stop Alabama. That that's what I think. We'll see if Lane Kiffin though has some some magic up his sleeve. If he knows anything uh, that he you know he's learned from his time with Saban, we'll uh, we'll see. Yeah, um, I think it'll be a pretty good game, man. I like I said, I, college ball to me is a little bit different this season, just with everything going on and different start times in the week. So it's not as as crucial, I think, to these teams um, as a lot of us want it to be. But, you know, again, anybody coming from, you know, Roll Tide and, and going into coaching, a lot of them generally have a lot of success wherever they go. But Alabama's, again, you know, looking fierce and looking like a top-two team like they always do. So I, I don't think it'll be anything different than what we're used to with them. That's right. Now, here's, here's an interesting one, I think, um, just because Florida State fans – were sweating profusely uh, the first half last week against Jacksonville State, who at one point had a 21 to 7 lead on the Seminoles. Um, now, this week they go against the fifth ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who, uh, you know, they had to have their game against Wake postponed due to COVID. Uh, Notre Dame's a huge favorite in this game. It's, it's up there in South Bend, uh, Catholic country. Um, I, I don't expect much. From Florida State, I know that they're going to start Jordan Travis at at quarterback and hope that his uh, just ability to run is an X factor in the game. But Notre Dame's defense won't be won't be too fooled by that. They're not they're going to have no threat um, in terms of um, stopping the pass. The, the double cover to Marion Terry and and force Travis to have to play quarterback and not uh, run all over the place. So. I don't expect Florida State fans to be very happy uh, at the at the end of Saturday night. Um, I, I expect the uh, the Irish to be uh, doing a little jig at the yeah, end man. of that game. Yeah, I hate to give Notre Dame any credit ever, but they look decent. And well, and and this year they're they're in the ACC, so you got to keep your eye on them. Belief, but um, at least they're finally playing ACC football, even though because they're ACC in every other sport. But um, yeah. You know what it gives you, though? It gives the ACC four teams ranked in the top ten. Finally. So that that's that's pretty strong. Speaking of speaking of strong, obviously the uh, the matchup of the day, in my opinion, is you know going to be this the spotlight game. Miami goes to Clemson's version of Death Valley. Uh, number seven, Miami. Number one, Clemson. Uh, we already know Clemson's proven it, and now it's. It's really, honestly, it's Miami's chance to to prove just uh, just like Tennessee that they're they're ready to compete, uh, you know, with the with the, the Titans, so to speak, of the of the college football league. I, I'm very surprised. Now Vegas obviously knows more than I do, but this is a 14 point spread. Miami is a two touchdown underdog in this game. Uh, honestly, as a Miami fan, I'm not. I mean. Quite frankly, Miami's basically embarrassed themselves playing Clemson the past couple of years, so I'm really not shocked by that. Um, now you got De'Ara King though this year. So, That's an X factor. You haven't really had solid quarterback play going into. We've those had games decent. Before. We've had quarterbacks that have been able to make some plays 
to get some marquee wins. As we know, Vatek a couple years ago, same year in Notre Dame. We saw Florida State. We kind of, I think, helped stamp out Florida State and kind of push them away for a little bit and kind of regroup. But I think that is Miami's doing because they kept losing those head-to-heads. But, yeah, I mean, Garrett King, he's – I don't agree with the Heisman talks because I don't think he's putting up the numbers, in my opinion. But that's just me. I'm a harsh critic. I, well, I like the kid, though. Too. I think he's bringing um, – stability to the position that can hopefully go beyond this year. And I think he's creating a, a, there's a culture at quarterback, maybe finally after a a quick one year, but you know, I, I I think Miami's got a a legitimate chance, but I also know that this is also that game that Miami just struggles with. They've done in the past. I mean, Clemson basically has Miami's number, but I think Miami's looking a little bit differently than they have when we've all quote unquote, some you know the pundits called them and said Miami's back. They're clicking a lot differently than they were in those couple of runs the past couple of years. So, yeah. Well, we'll see how they respond in this game and how they play, and and we'll get a better idea if they're back. One one notable uh, factoid for the game: both teams obviously are three and zero. Miami is three and zero against the spread, and Clemson is zero and three against the spread. So just. Just a just a little factoid there. If you're if you're someone who's looking at something, uh, Miami plus the fourteen. I think the big the way factor in that so, game though is uh, literally. I, I don't even think it's Derek King as much as everybody thinks it is. It, it is, but it's going to be if we can get the tight ends involved. Not only Brevin Jordan, but get Mallory involved. And I think that's something that we haven't been able to do against Clemson. And I think that's something that maybe could we could watch on Saturday night, and that could be the game changer. Um, terms of this getting our offense to flow and Cameron. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Miami will have to, uh, Miami's defense will certainly have to uh, step up as well. The uh, turnover chain that everybody hates. They actually average (laughs) 1.95 turnovers a game, which leads the nation since they. Well, you know, that's a, that's a total culture thing too, because now everybody's got their version of some kind of turnover, Prop so Miami all once again with their swag. Everybody wants to hate on Miami, but everybody's quickly to quick to copy Miami. So yeah, there's 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 a little bit of everything. So it'll be a fun weekend of um of college football. Alex will be at the 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 world of uh, wonder at Disney World, the most magical place on earth, and he'll get a he'll get an alert that the Gators uh, rolled Texas A and M. So it should be a good weekend now. We will, uh, we will get into the big boy league now where there's always news across the NFL. So we, um, we know that uh, there's been uh, some, some COVID stuff that's, that's gone on recently, um, causing some delays. The Steelers and the Titans uh, did not get to play this past week. The, the Titans have been battling COVID issues. They had more players again today. We found out um, the the league is going to hand down some possible suspensions. Isn't that right? Yeah. So, or some kind of discipline. Yeah. So they're they're right now. The league is investigating them. Not on not just on breaking the league protocols, but after they shut the team facilities down, there's apparently there's an alleged recording going around right now of a few Titans players conducting a workout slash practice of their own. 
to basically prepare for the game, even though they've been right. barred from all team activities. Um, I don't know if that, you know, included private workouts or anything like that, but because of the seriousness of the issue and, and, you know, the contraction of COVID, I think um, the league is going to seriously consider either weighing heavier fines on the team um, or, you know, suspending those players for a game. It, it we really don't know what'll happen, but I think if, if Tennessee continues to break protocol, um, you know, and abusing what's been gifted to us in a, in, in a, in a relatively smooth football season thus far, um, I, I think a, a very harsh punishment's coming down the type for them. Yeah, I, I would agree that the rest of the league will have to see what happens if you're, if you take it too lightly well, or if you don't follow the didn't rules. Quite do a quote unquote bubble. Was baseball? We saw that there was an outbreak, but it didn't, you know, completely shut the whole season down. So I suspect the same thing will kind of happen with football. It's just they just basically got to make sure that yeah. no other teams follow suit to what the Titans are. They, yeah, and they really can't afford to be, you know, pushing. It's much more difficult to reschedule NFL games than MLB, where you can just do, you know, double he- seven yep. inning double headers. You know, so the the NFL's got to make it a point to these teams that listen. You're going to follow this stuff to a T. We're going to keep this contained because we're not, you know, we're not going to be rescheduling and shifting and all that stuff. We'll start hammering out forfeits because the end you know how you guys know how the NFL works. They don't move for no one. Moses could try to heart them with his yeah, blocking cane and I they mean, wouldn't move. That that's that's Super Bowl. I feel like they were kind of gifted with this. You know what I mean? Like water. if we if we look at look at how everything aligned in this case, right? They, they contracted COVID their game with the Steelers got canceled. Just so happens that their bye weeks were one week apart. And the bye week of the team that's the Steelers were going to play was the following week. So they were able to flex the game and push them through. I mean, that's not, yeah, that's, that's, Those yeah, we're getting into the point where often. next week we're going to start seeing bye weeks for teams. A lot of them, we, we have a lot of week five, week six, nope. week seven bye weeks. So um, it's not going to happen That's for right. these teams to be able to flex these positions. They're not going to extend the season. They're not going to delay the playoffs. I mean, what's going to happen is you're going to take a big fat L because you didn't want to follow the rules. And hey, better luck next week. There's to me, suspensions aren't going to do a whole lot. Probably, you got to literally punish the team, give them a forfeit. Yeah, they, L, L's and draft picks, baby. They, I. I agree with you. I don't make want to them, jump ahead to previews or anything, it. but if they can't figure a way to get this game against the Bills to take place and there's something that happens, I think they automatically get an L and you get the give the Bills a W and move on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I'm definitely not against that. So as we as we uh kind of move move along with this whole COVID thing, the Patriots, some news today. They already were without Cam because of COVID, their best offensive player. Now Stephon Gilmore, their best defensive player, tested positive. So He's not going to be he's not going to be playing this week and is going to have to go into, you know, the the quarantine protocol and will probably miss a couple of games. So the the Patriots season, which seemed to be bright and everything, is now really taking a hit, especially, you know, they, they obviously just lost the uh, the game the other night against the Chiefs, which we'll get into in our recap. But now they're losing guys with covid. Um, so that that makes it uh, tougher for them to continue this early season success that they've had. Um, also, uh, as we as we always do on our NFL whip around, we have to address the uh, the crystal ball that 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 spoke to Alex, Ugh. which is the the injury bug, and, and talk about some of our injuries in our segment that we've uh, 
so proudly dubbed Another One Bites the Dust. So we we unfortunately um, have more more injury news to report. Uh, surprise, surprise! I will um, I will start with the one that is uh, you know the most crucial and near and dear to my heart. Uh, the the Chargers lost uh, their starting running back Austin Eckler to a grade two hamstring strain. He's on the IR. It's going to be uh, minimum four four weeks, probably six weeks with a with a hammy. Those things are very temperamental. So, you know, first Chris Harris, you know, a month with an ankle foot injury. Now Austin Eckler with the, the hamstring, six weeks. We already got Mike Williams who's missed a couple of games with the shoulder. Derwin James out for the year. Drew Tranquil out for the year. I mean, Rulaga and Trey Turner, the two offensive linemen free agents, have missed two straight games. Uh, I mean, there, there comes the point, and we'll get into it as we preview with the with the rest of the team, but there comes a point where some of these teams are going to be too injured to even be competitive anymore. And, uh, and we're seeing it, we're seeing it start to take shape. So um, uh, another big injury, a couple of them that we saw that are uh, season ending ones. Uh, Brady loses OJ Howard tight end to a, an Achilles injury. So there's an offensive weapon that's gone for the Bucks, who are another team that's hurting. Uh, we've already found out that, what is it? Chris Godwin and, um, I don't want to talk uh, about Chris Godwin. Who was it? Uh, yeah, God, Godwin's out. Uh, Fournette is doubtful. Like, the Bucks off. Uh, you know, Evans is questionable. I mean, it, it's Ronald Jones questionable. Their, their offense is taking a, a pounding in terms of injuries as well. Um, and the Falcons, who play no defense, lost one of their starting safeties, Dante Kazee, to, to an, an injury, ACL injury out for the year. So um, that doesn't help uh, – the Falcons cause, which is unfortunately, it's a lost cause for all of you Falcons fans. Uh, um, you know, we, we got some big news uh, this week that uh, the worst coach in the NFL is now no longer the worst coach in the NFL because he got the axe. So uh, congratulations, Texans fans. You, you're you out of purgatory. You may win a football game even because um, Bill O'Brien is no longer your coach and GM. Yeah, and man. I mean. If you if you go and, and talk to Texans fans right now, I mean, this is something they've been asking for for the last three to four years now. My God, and you know that they were ready for it the second that they blew yeah, that, I mean, that lead in the playoffs. We don't last know year. what you know. Obviously, we know what led to the decision of this happening. It's it, it's always shitty for a team when it happens four games into the season because now they're left with trying to figure out what's going on in an interim head coach, but. Um, if you look at the state of the Houston Texans right now, they traded away a number one wide receiver. Um, they traded for an injured running back who had a good couple games and is now starting to slow down. So you, you obviously you see them losing the trade deal there. But they're going into the season right now 0-4, and next year's draft, they don't have a first or second round pick. And they really don't have anybody on roster That's other right, than Deshaun Watson that they can trade to get money for or draft capital. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're wasting. Some I, of I'm his sorry to say years, it. Uh, no the Houston Texans are probably going to be at the bottom for, for quite some time. Uh, yeah. They, they've got themselves one hell of a mountain uh, that they have to climb and um, let, you know, Romeo Grinnell will be the interim coach um, in the meantime. 
Um, I know that, uh, you know, you're, if you're a, a fan of another team in the AFC South, you're not disappointed. You, actually, you may be disappointed because the Texans might be in hell. better off without But Bill Bryan sucks. So. <laughs> but the team, like, I like Deshaun Watson. I'll give him all the credit in the world. But just firing Bill Bryan is not going to fix this team this year. They are still not going to be a great team. Yeah, no. No, I, I would I would agree with that, but they definitely got rid of the the pro the major source of the problem. Yeah, I mean, that I got mean the guy the guy in the first place. See, I, I can't even begin to explain it. I mean, the guy is he stripped the team. I mean, let's let's look at the severity of this, right? They've got they got no number one wide receivers. They've got a, a number two running back at best. Um, they do have a number one quarterback and some decent offensive linemen, but outside of that. They don't have anybody on that team. And and I'm going to say it again. They're they're 0-4 going into next season without a first or second round pick. So they're not even going to get top tier talent. They they are going, they're going to have to pull some. No, they're not. Man, listen, Candyland better come for them because they're and they've got the highest 255 million cash uh, to the team this year. I mean, Bill O'Brien, I don't know if it was his intention. Who, who's getting all that money because they don't got to do this because he knew that, um, you know, he was probably on the way out. Yeah. Somebody paid Bill O'Brien <laughs> to set that place on it fire. It reminds me of the and, scene and, from freaking Batman where, where right? the Joker lights the hospital on fire right? and just hits the button waiting for it to explode. I mean, it, it's, it's terrible. Well, here, here's what's crazy. What, I'm going to, I'm going to take O'Brien a weird did. stance on this. I actually think the Texans would have benefited Firing him after the season. I don't. I don't know, man. Here's why. Here, here's after why. Season? For some reason, it makes zero sense. They've still been a competitive team, even though they are honestly awful. They're sta- they've made the playoffs with Bill O'Brien, but they can't get it done. It's my personal. They, they had a lot better talent on that no team last comparison. year. To make All them- I'm saying is somehow, some way. Bill O'Brien got this team to be competitive when it mattered and then shit the bed when it actually did count once it got to, you know, the dance floor of the playoffs. So my thing is, I think they should have waited. I really, truly do. Because, yeah, I don't know. Well, what what uh what do you think? I mean, so Bill O'Brien got the axe. What, I, what are the I have what no idea. Win? I mean, how, how does how he that still guy have a job, job but Bill O'Brien no lost his? They're like – they're basically. I mean, Bill o- Bill O'Brien, yes, lost a twenty-four point lead in a in a divisional round game. Dan Quinn lost a twenty. And they have done nothing this year to show that they've gotten over that loss. Oh no! There, listen, life has got some guarantees in it: death, taxes, and the Falcons will choke a fourth quarter. Look, um, I'll, I'll tell you right now. AJC.com and a couple other a couple other locations up there in Atlanta are reporting that word out of the Atlanta Atlanta Falcons camp right now is that they have not discussed Dan Quinn's job status at all. So for the time being, he's safe. Way I don't know how. I mean, listen. There, if you look at the Atlanta Falcons, they're not a team that's generally going to go out there and just cut their head coach. It's not. It's not their mo. I agree, but still. I mean, God, the world was shocked when the Giants did it. So, um, well, what what they'll do is is they'll let Dan Quinn ride this sucker into the ground and get the 
the highest yeah, draft pick I, I mean, it's, 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 it's mind-boggling to me. Like, I, we, we go into the season, we, you know, obviously we know Atlanta's good offensively. They got a lot of talent available to them. But it's so confusing to see a team fall so far after being in the Super Bowl so recently. It, yeah, it really is. And I know that, you know, uh, you mentioned the offensive talent. It's got some of Matt's favorite favorite players in the league with Julio and, Cal- and Calvin Ridley. But, you know, it, it's been – and he and, uh, and Matty Ice, I know you're a Ryan fan since he's a, an ACC guy. But, you know, it, it's it's been a disaster for Atlanta so far this year. So, we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. But uh, let's uh, – Let's go through our, our recap of what happened in this past week, and then we'll get into our preview. So uh, the Thursday night thriller between the Broncos and the Jets um, saw the Broncos beat the Jets 37 to 28. Uh, if you're listening to the show, life is too short to bet the under. Um, don't ever forget <laughs> it. Um, don't ever do it. Um, because these teams decided that they were going to oh, the under was forty sixty five points when 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 the over under was forty. Um, so yeah, life is life that, that is was too short, that was kids to bet they were the already under. over the under um, like by halfway through the second quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was, if you were if you were riding that under hard, um, you were hitting the bottle early. So uh, that that was our Thursday night thriller. Um, as we get into some of the outcomes on Sunday. Um, we'll go through them. So uh, the uh, the wild and crazy uh, game of the day, I feel like, was the uh, the Browns and the Cowboys. The Browns go into Dallas and win forty nine to thirty eight. Uh, Dallas can't stop a nosebleed. The Browns ran for three hundred yards in this game um, and ha- and hung up forty nine. Even though the Browns tried to give it away, uh, Odell Beckham uh, finally showed up and had a game. Um, you know, for the Browns. So they, uh, they go to three and one Dallas is one and three. I know you, you boys uh, aren't I, disappointed I, by I, that at all. I hated um, that game with every fiber <laughs> of my being, because as much as I wanted to root against the Cowboys, I can't root for the Browns because I hate Beckham. He made his appearance for the season. So yeah, he'll fall off you. the rest of the I year. He made his one appearance. You know? I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to say he made his one appearance. He had a touchdown catch last week. He had, he had a, a touchdown on the ground and two through the air this week. I mean, they're 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 figuring out yeah, how they, to get. They him may open be figuring out they're how having to use fun. I mean, it, it is well, what it is. Homeboy's too busy doing streaming on Twitch with like video games. Now, hey, so. look, I I can't knock him for it, man. That's in that's income. Well, well, football back. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, um, the the uh, the Jaguars, the team here in Duval, they went up to. Uh, Cincinnati and uh, and found themselves um, giving Joe Burrow his first Cold career it. win. The Jaguars' defense is abysmal. Um, so yeah, you did. We'll we'll see how they bounce. We'll see how they bounce back after losing um, after losing by eight to the, the Bengals. The uh, the Saints after a slow start. Yeah, what is going the on there? Thirty five twenty nine. Well, yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're seeing a team that is. Missing Michael Thomas for sure, and Drew Brees is—I mean, he's—you know—he's a Hall of Famer for sure. He's just not playing at that level, you know, at this point in his career. But you know, we'll I see how, think the how things Payton, shake up uh, for for the Saints. Flair starting to uh, die down. Yeah, they, they have it. All, they had a lot of hype, and on paper, you know, plenty of talent. So we'll see how they progress. They're two and two. Uh, 
Seattle came across country down to Matt's neck of the woods in Miami. They beat the Dolphins 31-23. They're 4-0. Russ Russ threw for 360 and a couple of scores. He still looks competitive, though. Um, the, the, yeah, the, the Dolphins don't shy away. They, they, they certainly, um, show their lack of, of just overall talent at points, but they don't, they don't get rolled over. So that's a, that's a good sign. Um, the, the Ravens handled, uh, Washington, no problem. The Panthers, uh, yeah. beat the Cardinals, two teams that, uh, are now both two and two and the Cardinals have, uh, lost two in a row. The Panthers have one, two in a row. I'll be surprised. I was very, uh, I was very shocked at, at that outcome and just how Kyler Murray played in that game. Um, kudos, kudos to the Panthers. Uh, the Vikings got their first win. They beat the uh, the Houston Texans 31-23. Uh, the Colts uh, took care of the Bears 19 to 11, giving the Bears their first loss and, and Nick Foles' uh, first start. So even with Foles, the Bears offense still struggles. Uh, the Bills beat the Raiders. Josh Josh Allen looked good once again. The Bills are four and zero, and they are legit. Um, the Allen train is chugging along. They're circling the wagons up there in Orchard Park, New York. Uh, the Chargers lost thirty eight thirty one to the Bucks. Uh, Herbert looked good, but they had no answer on defense to stop uh, Brady, who had five touchdowns. So it was a tough. It was a tough game to watch for Chargers fans because you you could slowly see the game just slip away from um, as soon as uh, the rookie running back Josh Kelly had the fumble at the end of the, the first half that led to a, a buck score. It was it was all Tampa the rest of the way. Um, so a tough tough loss for the Chargers, even though Herbert looked good. Um, they definitely have their answer at quarterback at least through the the three games that he's played. He drops absolute dimes. Um, and then speaking of dimes, the, uh, the, the Rams and the Giants, the Giants were the biggest underdog of the weekend, but the defense showed up um, and, and played their part. Uh, the Rams end up winning 17-9. to Unfortunately for the Giants and, and their fans, they have not seen a touchdown in two full games. It's a tough pill to swallow. Mm. It's an even tougher watch for the eyeballs. Um, I'm surprised you guys aren't blind yet. Um, we'll see if that happens or, or if you develop cataracts. Um, but it, it was a, it was a weak showing by the offense. And unfortunately, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's wasted. I, I think, I no. think, look, we, we went into this going, okay, the defense is good, right? So the, right. Should, when you only I, get I up 17 that. points, you saying, should I, win. I'm looking at it as a glass half full. The offense is atrocious. I'm not going to deny this at all. I still think, yeah, it was, Historically, it was, it was terrible. You, you but the, the defense bad. stopped a 30-point average team in the Rams with explosive firepower from breaking more yeah. than two scores in a field goal. So, to yeah. me, that breeds a sign of life. And, like, the team has something here. Not offensively, but defensively they have something here that's going to limit teams from scoring points and give the offense opportunities to score. Well, let, let's hope it's sustainable because it takes a lot of effort. The problem to is, play is that I will give my dad kudos on this. In a motto I've learned from him. Close enough only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And guess what? The Giants were a perfect example of that because I'm sorry, quite frankly, if the New York football Giants wanted to somehow have any semblance of competitive football this season, you give up 17 points, like you said, an explosive offense. That's a game where you go in and you win. But the offense is so abysmal, 
And I'll be the first one to admit it. I kind of like the Garrett hire. I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued by it. He's always, the Cowboys have always scored points for the most part. Let's see what he does. What a mistake that has been. Good God. Yeah, well, and it just really shows how they don't have that true offensive weapon no, game I, potential I, without I, Barkley. I don't, I don't think he has as much weight as people are giving him credit for. I mean, if you look at the stats of this game, the Giants had 55 more yards than, than the Rams did offensively. Yeah, they didn't have as many passing yards, but they, they almost tripled the number of rushing yards they had. So, um Now, well, yeah, well, he should have scrambled on that last scrambling. play instead of throwing the pick, and it would have been a different scenario. So, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I'm just there was one, that yeah, there's one turnover per team. I, I listen. I, I think we all know Saquon Barkley is a transcendent talent when he's healthy and can get yeah. in his groove. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that's that's not been the case last year or this year. Uh, it really hasn't been the case since his rookie campaign. So. Um, we're running into a situation where the team whose identity and, and face of the, of the, you know, the organization was Saquon Barkley is now absent uh, a majority of the seasons and they have to figure out what they're going to do next. So it, it's an interesting obstacle for a first year head coach and, and Joe judge. It'll be interesting to see how he overcomes this and what he does. Um, what we do know is that the organization has come out publicly and said that he is not on the, on the hot seat and that they're going to give him, the, almost basically the full length of his contract to to get this ship righted. So we'll, we'll see what happens. There's no reason. Well, I don't think he should be either, the, but it's you should not God, be on the hot New, seat. Listen, as much as I I love New York, we got some of the worst damn fans, and oh, they, they complain about everything. I complain about Florida sports fans because no offense to the most fair weather fans <laughs> that ever graced this earth, but. I am sorry. I have never met more delusional Giants fans than I have the past couple of years. Look, yeah, I get it's terrible. I, you know, this is the the this is going to become a very interesting, I think, trend, or it's going to become an interesting thing to watch as Giants fans, where yeah, the fandom is starting to literally fold on itself because they're just so delusional. Like it's like you're not you don't have Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not going to say that Patrick Mahomes is like the next coming of Christ in the NFL, but he splashed right out of the gate. Not every quarterback does that. Not every every team operates like that. And like, right. And you can't expect the only way. And the whole thing win is, is the Giants. Here's the thing: the Giants fans crack me up on. If you're an old school Giants fan, you know that they honestly kind of suck more often than they're good. They get yeah. flat. They know how to maximize their flashes when it happens. They just haven't had it in a little while. I think they're trending. They just need to get out of their own way and stop being stubborn on the offensive line and make some changes and just start just blowing that line up and figuring out any combination that could possibly work. I don't care if you put a tackle at fucking center. Do it. Like they got to do something. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see we'll see what some of that strategy could be uh, as we look uh as we look into some of this week's uh matchup. So round out uh round out the rest of the scoreboard. The Eagles got there. First win, they they went out to San Francisco and beat the Niners on Sunday Night Football, and by God, that by puts half the a game in, in first place in the division NFC it is East. This year. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll we'll talk about that division as it evolves. Uh, Monday night saw a doubleheader because that Patriots Chiefs game got uh, uh, postponed for a day. The uh, the Chiefs won twenty six to ten. 
it was a it was a slow uh, a slow first half offensively for both, and then Mahomes and the Chiefs pulled away. The Patriots have absolutely no answer at quarterback without Cam Hoyer and Stidham. Um, boy, aren't yeah. Patriots fans lucky that the Patriots went and got Cam? Because if you were if you were choosing between Stidham and Hoyer, this team definitely would be a a three four win team um, for sure. And then uh, the the late game, the Packers. Uh, they rolled Atlanta, no no sweat there. 0-4 Falcons, 4-0 Packers now. So uh, that was that was the week that was. Let's uh, let's look into this week, um, and we'll we'll go ahead and, and look at uh, what we uh, what we got for our picks. So Matt, uh, Matt last week finished uh, nine and six. I finished ten and five along with my dad. Alex won week four um, at eleven and four. So Alex wins the. Uh, the beer money for uh, for this week, um, so he can go and buy himself uh, whatever he's gonna whatever he's gonna sip on uh, for Sunday. Um, overall, through four weeks, Matt is uh, thirty seven and twenty six. Alex is forty and twenty three, and I am forty three and twenty. So we uh, we start off we start off week five as we look into these games. Uh, we'll we'll start with uh, the early one. Obviously, uh, tomorrow night, the uh, the Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite in this game. They are severely beat up on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I, I actually think that they're so beat up that they, they'll have the same level of talent that the, uh, the Bears have, but I, I don't trust – Chicago's offense in Brady, we trust, is what will be printed on the uh, on the new dollar bill in 2021. I'm going to take the Bucks in this game, and I um, I think that they they will cover uh, three and a you half. You know, I'm gonna. I was kind of leaning towards the Bears this week, but I just I'm not convinced with Foles, man. Uh, I I flipped it earlier today when I was looking at what I had set up and. Um, you know, I think it'll be a closer game than people are giving, you know, a lot of credit to, to Chicago for. I don't think they have enough offensive firepower to, to beat out the Bucks defense. So I'm, I'm going Tampa Bay, um, but I don't think they cover the spread. Uh, Matt, are you going with Surprisingly, I actually do think somehow the Bears pull this one out. Um, I just I, – I, I don't – All right. I like Brady and I have been a – quite candid about how I appreciate his talent and I like yeah, him. You would you would propose to the guy if you could. He's a pretty good look. I'm kidding. Um <laughs> yeah I just I don't I just I, I just don't see it. I, I think the I think they're gonna stumble a little bit and I think Foles has one of those weird games that he happens to have in his career every once in a while where he looks really good all of, out of nowhere. Um it just seems kind of like a trap game for the Bucks based on the injuries too. I think if if Fournette comes out 100, yeah. percent I actually think that tilts it to the Bucks because I actually think running the game ball on the Bears will help them, and then Brady just cruises. But I don't think if they if they can't get the running game going, um, I just I don't see it. So I'm going. I'm, I'm taking the Bears on that one. And I mean, all right. So you got you got the Bears with Foles pulling a pulling one of his magic type games. My dad also took the Bucks. So the next one. On the slate, we've got um, a, a very confusing Arizona Cardinals team going to uh, New Jersey to play the New York Jets, who are 0-4, and, 
and they're also 0-4 against the spread. Arizona's a seven-point favorite. Um, I'm picking the Cardinals in this game. I think that Kyler Murray has one of his video game uh, type of game type of days in this one against the Jets, um, who are going to be starting Joe Flacco and not Sam um, Sam Darnold. Alleged uh, soldier shoulder injury. Shoulder injury. So I'm taking the Cardinals. It's definitely not yeah, mono. I mean, I I mean we saw him get slammed down on the uh, turf. I, I'm with one, you. But... I, I think Arizona um, has a bounce back game. It was uncharacteristic of them to to lose last week. They they had, they should have won that game. Um, I, I don't see them coming into New York against the 31st That's ranked right. friggin' offense and losing that game. So um, Joe Flacco doesn't have any timing with these receivers, and he's shown that he is by far none not a good quarterback anymore. So um, yeah, Cardinals all the way. Keep it short, sweet. Kyler and who do you got there, Matt? All right, so everybody, uh, everybody's got the Cardinals there. I'm not not shocked. Uh, this next one, if they if they play it, uh, we've got the Bills four and zero going to Nash Vegas uh, to play the three and zero Titans. The Bills have looked good. Uh, Matt certainly has uh, is proclaimed himself on the Josh Allen train, rightfully so. Um, the the Bills. This is what this is what Vegas knows. Vegas knows the Titans in their COVID. Did not play last week. Couldn't practice at all last week. Still can't practice this week. The Titans are three and zero, and they're an eight and a half point home underdog. That's what Vegas knows. So, what I'm saying is, not only are the Bills going to win this game, the Bills are are shaping up to put a thrashing on the Titans if they play this game. So, I would even lay the eight and a half, um, and, and Josh Allen might have a field day. Um, against the Titans, who, by the way, they're three and zero, but they're zero and three against the spread, and the Bills are three and one against the spread. So I'm, I'm taking the Bills. If I was betting it, I would lay the eight and a half. I think they're going to be circling the wagons and then hitting uh, yep. hyperdrive. Yeah, give me Josh Allen. Park. I'll take that uh, freight train that he's uh, conducting right now. I think he's going to run all over the Titans. I like the Titans. I don't think they're as awful as people have criticized them, uh, but I just. Well, they're not all. Well, honestly, just been I able think to do anything. I'll be the one to say. I think even if they're at full strength and didn't have a COVID issue, I still think the Bills would roll them because I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't still think the Bills. I, win, as crazy as that sounds, I don't know. The, don't know. the Bills legitimately the look that much better than the Titans to me. The Titans are have they they're undefeated, but are they really that menacing of an undefeated team? Like, do you really want to play the Bills right now? I wouldn't. They're gonna kick you around the field. The Titans, not so much. Yeah, I mean, short and sweet, man. I've got the Bills. I, Who do you I got, got the Bills even before COVID. Um, like I said, I, I don't know if, if Roger Goodell is going to come through and, and put the band hammer on these guys and, and, and make them forfeit the game. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to make them forfeit the season. Uh, I mean, they've got 12 overall this season on their team alone that have tested positive because these guys just aren't following protocol. So um, regardless of that, they were, they're going to take the L this week either way. All right, so um, we'll move on to the next one. Alex's favorite team, the Carolina Panthers. They go to Atlanta to play the 0-4 Falcons. Um, I don't know how. This is, this is um, either Vegas knowing something that we don't know or just a complete disrespect, but the Falcons are, are two-point home favorites in this game. Um, 
I don't trust the Falcons as far as I could kick them. Uh, so I'm going to take the Panthers in this game and hope that uh, Bridgewater and the defense um, keep their their hot streak going. Um, I don't see the Falcons winning winning this game. So I, I'm just going to take Carolina just because the Falcons, if one thing they've proven, you can't <sighs> trust them. I love that you still can't give the Panthers any credit. <laughs> Alex does not want to pick the Panthers. I am taking the. I am taking the Falcons. Wants to take the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons. The offense, I don't care. I'm not. I'm going to keep it short like and sweet. Screw the Panthers. The I'm taking the Falcons. No, Teddy Bridgewater is going to have All right, Matt, who do real, you got? real fun <laughs> being able to uh, not give up a uh, you know meltdown. And I think they're going to roll them. I think they roll them. To be honest, I really do. All right, there you go. So Matt, Matt and I got the Panthers. Alex and my dad both have the Falcons. So we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Cincinnati's got a division matchup against Baltimore. Uh, short and sweet, I'm taking the Ravens. I think that uh, Lamar Jackson will show Joe Burrow what an MVP looks like in the yeah, NFL. So um, the I think this game will be – look, it'll be the Ravens game. I, I don't think it'll it'll be as bad as people are assuming it to be. I mean – yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be that bad. It's I mean, a 13 got Joe Burrow, who, right like now. I said, has improved week over week. He's got three straight weeks of over 300 yards. Um, I mean, he's he's getting better. And it, we saw it progress, yep, right? He no lost terribly. Then that. he lost a close one. Then he tied. Then he got his first W. I, I see him trending in the right directions for the Bengals, something that they haven't had in a very long time. Um I just definitely they're just they're not good enough of a team I would to agree. beat the Ravens right now. They're not they're not gonna cover that spread. It's it's not Yeah, they're happen. not at the level to keep pace with the Ravens. Well, I like to keep the trade. What do you got? Going. So uh I'm taking uh, Mr. Joe Exotic uh Burrow and uh I honestly think the Bang I think the Ravens are going to look at them as being beatable. And I think one intangible that Burrow is starting to learn is he's starting to learn the NFL in terms of, I found it really entertaining. It was on a showtime, the inside the NFL, they had uh, a little segment where he was mic'd up and he was making a rollout to the right-hand side and slid. And his slide was pretty mediocre at best because he's not good at it yet. And the refs were even joking being like, ah, oh, when you, when you slide, just commit to it. Just, just slide. And he's like, yeah, did you see last week? I'm learning the hard way. To me, that's a mark of a rookie that's ahead of the curve. I think he actually goes in and shows um, Lamar Jackson that he's going to be the guy that they're going to become the team to kind of put up a fight in that division, in my opinion. Maybe I'm crazy. My record overall clearly is uh, a little lackluster. But um, give, give me the Bengals. Give me an, give me an upset. <laughs> This guy said this guy said short and sweet and uh, gave us a monologue. Upset, so uh, here's a real doozy. <laughs> Here here's a doozy of a game. Uh, AFC South one and three Jaguars who are trending towards being called the Sad Cats once again, going up against the zero and four Houston Texans. Honestly, guys, this one is the toughest one for me to call because they're both they're both playing so bad right now. Um, now my, my, my gut tells me pick the Texans. They're finally going to break through. They don't have Bill O'Brien. They're going to break through now Deshaun Watson. will have a game where he can just torch 
the worst defense in the league. Um, but then the other the other side of me says, but they've played so bad, even though they've been competitive against good teams. So I guess long story short, I'll end it here. I'm taking Houston to get their first win. They're six-point favorites. I don't think they'll cover the six, um, but I'm taking the Texans to win the game. Um, and I think that uh, the, the Duval – uh, yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat, man. Uh, I, I think that I think the Texans now have this big dark cloud looming over them. Gone. I, I think we'll see a breath of life. And again, they they really don't have. I mean, they got Will Fuller and and a couple other guys out there. I, I think we'll see a change in them. I don't think it'll be this this drastic win at all. But I definitely think the Texans will take a win over the Jaguars. Who do you got, Matt? I'm gonna be insane again. There's no. I'm sorry. There is not a chance in hell that the the Houston Texans are gonna make this miraculous turnaround that Bill O'Brien's out there. We're not saying miraculous, just enough to win. Yeah, playing the Jaguars did not show up. Do not get me wrong, (laughs) and they have not looked that great either. But yeah, but and they're now they're starting to get hurt too. I, I just know this is, is this is going to be the one game where I think the Jags will surprise anybody. And then if they can, maybe they'll have a couple more at best. If not, this will be the turning point uh, for their season. I think the Jags get a win on this one. I just think that they've played well enough against Houston somewhere along the line. I, I, man, I just I, – I don't see it, man. They've got – granted, they've got a good offensive coordinator in Jake Rudin. I'm not taking anything away from him at all. I just um, don't think blatantly just absolutely ben, – Ben McAdoo is their quarterback's coach, and Doug Marone is still the head coach. And I, I don't see this team oh, being successful so long as Doug Marone is there. It, it's just not going to happen. I think Houston does improve at some point. I just don't think it's going to be that quick. I still think they take an L. Just yeah, I'll tell you right now, if it's not this game, it's not going to be any game this season. They need this win to improve. Oh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <It's> a- <laughs> they do. It's not going to get easier for Houston. And th- this is definitely a, uh, a breaking point game for both of these teams both- to where it could, it could spiral. Out of control and yeah, I mean the Titans both, both have three wins, so theoretically, Real if the Jacks can pull off a win, so. they're that much closer, and then it pushes the you know tight uh, Texans that much further away. I I don't know. I'm going to give some love to the uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got them. you got the Jaguars. My dad actually took the Jaguars as well. So uh, next game is a an AFC AFC West game, the the Raiders and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a big favorite in this one. The line's 13. Um, uh, plain and simple. Yeah, I don't, I don't, even, the Chiefs uh, I don't even know how this is. Look, Raiders have been good defensively, but they're not going to beat the Chiefs. They don't have enough friggin' guys to stop that firepower. So, Chiefs, done deal. He's going to pick the Raiders because he's picking the opposite of everything this year. What do you got, Matt? No, first off, let's not act like the Chiefs are No, no, no. He can't beatable. lose every game. Now. They are, just it hasn't happened yet. The Ra- who's who, who's, who's going to beat them? Yeah, they're Dude, not going to go. If you somehow can no, some, find a way to just them. slow a run game down, and you, fo- I'm not saying Mahomes isn't going to can't beat you himself. That's I'll tell you what. That to me was the big letdown because I think game. that would have made more competition in. 
They that were, game was six I'm to three you, at the, the half. Chiefs and the Patriots are very, very good, and I will not disrespect that at all. They look that they're clicking. The defense has surprised me. They look really good. They will stumble at some point. They're not going undefeated. It's not going to happen. That'll never happen in the NFL ever again, in my opinion. But the Raiders are not going to be the team to hand them their first L. The Raiders, I, I think it'll be competitive. I, I think the Raiders have actually showed <laughs> that a is, decent that team. That is correct. <laughs> and it's a division game, so I think that does give a little bit more, you know. Here's my thing. Division games We've seen these big tighter, spreads kind of blow up in Vegas' face so far this year. They haven't all hit. I don't think the Chiefs cover, but I think they get the win. Fair enough. All right. So uh, next next game, uh, the the Rams play against uh, Washington, who will be uh, starting Kyle Allen. Dwayne Haskins sent to third Marcus string. Russell. So, uh, Alex's prophecy of uh, – of a two, 2.0 Jamarcus Russell um, ha, is starting to come true. The Rams are a, a seven-point road favorite. Um, I, I think the Rams will win uh, just because I don't trust Kyle Allen to lead Washington to a victory. Um, I don't think the Rams are going to blow them out because I think that the, the Redskins pass rush um, or, or the Washington football team's pass, pass rush will will disrupt that play-action um, game of the Rams a little bit. If the Rams don't run the ball, that, that motion play-action offense of McVay doesn't, doesn't have the same kind of effect. But I, I think the Rams win this game just because I don't think Kyle Allen uh, can beat uh, the Rams. Yeah, man, I don't have anything to say about it. Rams came in and struggled against the Giants because we didn't have an offensive unit. Um the Rams aren't going to struggle against Washington. They're, they're not going to make the same mistakes twice, but they're going to put up more points against Washington. They're, come on, Dwayne. Do, I'm not even going to call yep. him by his name. Jamarcus Russell 2.0 got sent yep. got sent basically to the practice squad scout team. <laughs> I mean, they, this guy is not going go. anywhere. And the thing I love about it is Ron Rivera came in and, and made it known to everybody that he had no ties to a single player on that roster. So don't be surprised if he moves on. Um, and I think he's shown it. We've had four weeks, yep. and granted, they do have a win under their belt, but that win didn't come because of Jamarcus Russell 2.0. That be, that came because of their defense. So um, it's it's Rams. <laughs> what do you mean, man? I think, defense, I think yeah. Who do you got here, Matt? Make it bounce back in this life. Yep. Okay. Where at, at, at tight end? <laughs> you got the, no, you I'm got Washington, or you got <laughs> this? Actually, was one of the harder games for me to choose, just because I think the Rams are really not. I'm not saying the Giants put this like blueprint out. I've said it for a while. I don't think the Rams are as amazing as people think. I think McVay had his little flash, and I don't think it sticks like people assume. Because um, it's not as tried and true yet right now. But I don't think there's any way that Washington will improve yet. I do think Washington does improve with Allen, as crazy as that actually sounds. I think they get better, but not this week. There's going to be a little – you got to get some timing with the quarterback. I think Haskins – wasted a lot of time for them and they may have actually been a little competitive but defense yeah you got you got the rams or so we're all taking the rams there so uh the battle of pennsylvania the eagles against the steelers i'll keep it short and sweet i think uh philly uh philly got lucky and ran into a, a beat up 49ers team uh last week i still don't think wentz is playing 
his best football. I think the Steelers yeah, are uh, I'm I'll right there with you, man. I'll home. keep that one short. I don't, I don't think the Eagles will improve over their scathing five-point win this past week. I, I think the Steelers show that they truly are a playoff team and take the W. Anything five-point win. Um, yeah. Who do you Never impressed by Wentz. Sorry, Eagles fans. Uh, <laughs> I think Big Ben's looking like he enjoys playing football. I think the Steelers have a real fun little game against the Eagles. All right, so uh, the the Miami Dolphins, uh, they announced that Fitzpatrick is going to start this week. They're playing the 49ers out there in San Francisco, who are nine-point favorites. Uh, Garoppolo and Mostert still have practice today. today. Still hasn't been announced the starter. Uh, Raheem, yeah, Mostert, Mostert as well. So if the 49ers get both of those guys back, even though they're coming off injuries, I think that hands down makes uh, the 49ers the, the obvious play here. Uh, with that being said, even if it's Mullins, I still think the Niners are. Yeah, I'm, are good I'm right win, there so with you, man. I, I think the 49ers have shown they're the real deal. Um, last week, I'm going to call it a fluke. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean they've got they've got enough. They, look, they have enough offensive firepower that they were comfortable back. releasing Mohamed Sanu. So that tells me automatically that they needed to make room on that roster to put Mostert and freaking Garoppolo back on. Um, I, I see them starting, even if Nick Mullen plays, they're going to win right. against the Dolphins and it'll go into what we talked about earlier week six. They're probably going to make that change and go to a, well, they didn't drop Sanu because of most they're pretty sure it's because there, of Debo Samuel, but anyways, um, they've got plenty of wide receivers. That's why they dumped Sanu, but I think Dolphins keep it competitive. I think. I don't think we see Tua next week. I think Fitzpatrick still has a decent game, but I think the 49ers will just edge him out just because I think Mostert will probably find a way to get on the field, and that'll tip the scale to the Niners. All right. Oh. So we've all got the Niners. Uh, my dad's the lone shark there. He took the Dolphins. So uh, the next the next game, Denver. <laughs> Against New England, uh, who knows what the quarterback play in this game is going to look like. I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be atrocious. Nobody on either team can hum the tater. Um, with that being said, uh, I still think New England is just a better team, better scheme, better coach. Yeah. Uh, uh, I agree. I, I think the only question mark here, it really is, is Stefan Gilmore. Um, you know, are they? He's not playing at all. It just with his positive test right well, he's now. He's not going to play. Some, we know, you know that. The tracing and I mean, this guy was six inches from Pat Mahomes' face last week. So um, I, I think they'll do some contact tracing here and figure out what players on the team ultimately have it. I wouldn't be shocked if we see more positive tests over the next couple of days. Um, I, I just I don't think it'll be a situation where they postpone or cancel the game either. at all. I think it'll be. Um, they'll, they'll ride out with what they have. And I, I think they get cam back this week, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I mean, well, if, if they do, then it's a slam dunk Patriots win. If, if it's Hoyer or Stidham, yeah, I don't I still care think who's it's playing quarterback. No offense to uh, some of the Broncos fans, but, uh, nah, New England, <laughs> no, New England's got it. With Gil- no chance. It's, it's still good. Gotcha. No, no chance there. So, uh, a, ba- a battle of a battle of three and one teams, uh, the Colts and the Browns. The uh, the Colts go into Cleveland. 
one and a half point favorites. Now is really the time to see uh, which one of these teams is for real. Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough one to call. Both are playing well. Um, I'm going to take the Colts in this game just because I think that they have a, a, a better, more consistent defense. Um, so I'll, I'll take the Colts and uh, we'll see how it goes. So, <laughs> I'm I I'm 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 moving back a little bit on this one here. I I looking I like the Colts. I definitely think that they're one of the better teams in the league right now. Um, I don't think they win this week though, and it, not because they're not a good team. I just think the Browns have found this rhythm, this groove, right? I mean, if you watch them over the last couple of weeks, they're showing improvement. Their defense is playing stronger. Their offense is scoring more points. I mean, we're really they're, they've really figured out how to utilize the guys on that team, how we all thought they would do last year um, on paper, right? They look like one of the most complete teams out there with the, the amount of talent they have, and they just couldn't get it figured out. I think they broke that cusp, and I think the Browns come out and, and win. I, I think they, they break the spread, but only by, like, you know, a point. He hates Odell enough he's going to pick the Colts. All right, so, Matt, who do you got? Alex Scott, the Browns. Odell to like a burning passion, but <laughs> that's okay. I, I personally think this is more of a game. That's going to be a weird stumble kind of trap for the Colts. And I think they actually end up losing, but I don't think it's going to be by much. And I think this is going to be a game where the Colts end up. This will be the game we look back on later in the year of going. That was the weird anomaly game where the Colts just couldn't quite click like one, two missed plays. Um, I just think it falls into the Browns. I know home field is no true home field advantage, but I think somehow coming off of a Cowboys win, I, I think coming home gives them a little bit of that, just like, you know, mojo. And that's something that, you know, I hate to admit, but the Browns are really good at doing. Um, so, yeah, I can't believe I'm picking the Browns, but yeah. The, but. Fair enough. Fair enough. You got oh, who does your dad have? Who does your dad have? The Cowboys, so they they uh, play okay. the New York Giants. Uh, in that game, my dad's okay. got the Colts. The uh, the Giants and Cowboys always a big uh, division game. Um, Ale House will be packed for it, I'm sure. The Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites. Uh, something's got to give here. Either either uh, the Giants' defense will show up and stop the Cowboys' offense. Uh, or the the Giants' offense will show up and shred the Cowboy defense. I don't know. Um, the the loser of this game will be the worst team in the division. Um, that's what I do know. Um, the Cowboys 0-4 against the spread. The Giants, believe it or not, 2-2 and against the spread, even though they're 0-4. Um, my pick is is the Cowboys solely based on the fact that at least I know They've been able to put points on the board until the Giants can do that and prove me wrong. Yep. I don't know uh, if I can pick I said them, it so four weeks ago. I'm saying game. it again. Giants 0-5, and they will go 0-5. It's polar opposites. You said 0-5. I'm picking the Cowboys, but I'm picking the Cowboys. It's polar opposites here. We have a, a, a top 10 defense by all rankings in the NFL through week four. Um, so we can stop offenses from scoring. We saw that last week against the Rams. However, we're not going to stop Dak Prescott from throwing 500 yards. We might stop the yep. run game from breaking 100 again, but we're not going to stop well, them from throwing all over that field. 
and we're not putting up enough points on the ground or through the air at all over the last two weeks that we are going to score enough to beat their atrocious defense. I'll try to make mine short. I'm going homer pick. Who do you got, Matt? Get the hell out. I think this is going to be one of those weird games where delusional Giants fans start going, oh, see, we told you just need a couple weeks to click. And then all of a sudden they still suck two weeks from now. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I said it last week. I said the first four weeks were our preseason. Here goes the regular. I, I Here's the thing. We always preach defenses win championships. Well, offenses it definitely win counts now. The only thing is, is when you're talking about Giants Cowboys, when the Giants have been dominant on defense, they usually have at least one win against them that year. They're usually split. I think they get this back against the wall type mentality back that they used to have with Eli for years. I'm not saying it's necessarily Jones, but I think they get a win. I think it's going to be like a blip. It's not going to like, it's going to look like start anything. Well, I think it's going to look like things are clicking, but it's not going to be. I think they're still really obviously a long way from being good, but it's Cowboys giants. It's always, who the hell knows? I think I think the Giants have put – I think they've showed enough on defense that they can get pressure <laughs> and they can make teams um, not be able to go to their typical, you know, go-to scheme. I think Graham's done really well on defense, surprisingly. And, uh, yeah, Dak Prescott sucks to suck, bud. And you do. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll – uh... We'll switch to the night games. Uh, Minnesota travels to the great Northwest to play Seattle. Seattle's 4-0. They're also 4-0 against the spread. The line is yep, minus seven. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not doubting my boy, Russell Wilson, going to get the W. Their defense is improving, even though they don't know what they're going to be doing with Adams. Um, they did win out and signed Snack Harrison's, which I'm surprised took so long for him to sign with a team anyways. But um, uh, Seahawks are going to just – with with how Minnesota's been playing, despite their recent win, they're just going to get demolished. I think Kirk Cousins puts up, uh, you know, MVP. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Who do you got, Matt? <laughs> um, I, I think Russ continues on this, like, I don't know, middle. I'm I don't know what historic. He's coming to Tater all over the field Wilson during goes. the year, Russ during the offseason, but evidently, like, somebody chirped in the ear that, like, they needed to like give the middle finger to the NFL basically and prove their work. <laughs> I Somebody, really think that there's a little bit of that, that happening. That I think you've got two of the older, some veterans are that are now happened. going, you know what? We're not past our prime quite yet. Uh, sit down, kiddos. I think we get another yeah, clinic by Russ. That's right, new kids on the block. Check yourself. All right, so we've we've all got the Seahawks. My dad's got the uh, the Seahawks as well, and then the uh, the Monday Nighter, which we don't know if it's going to be in New Orleans because of the hurricane about to hit Louisiana again. Um, if it does move, it'll go to Indianapolis. But we've got the uh, San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles County. Shout out to Inglewood. Uh, they're going to play against uh, the New Orleans Saints, who are who are two and two. The Saints are a tough one to figure out because they've got talent everywhere. Um, the Chargers are just so depleted from injuries. They had, if both of these teams were full strength, 
there would be talent all over the field. Um, unfortunately, the Chargers are not full strength. Um, and because yep. of that, uh, I, I'm, I'm right there uh, with I you, man. The I, I think, this game. listen, John Kelly's going to have a great game. He's going to be a great fill-in for Austin Eckler. But him going down is just going to deplete that team. Um, it's very unfortunate for your guys' quarterback now. But, um, you know, the Saints are, are going to get not a not an easy win, but a relatively smooth win despite their, their rough showing this season. I honestly do think Kelly has a coming out party. I, I Who do you got do, there, Matt? But I do just think because that's – I'm more concerned about the defense. I mean, the Kelly needs to learn how to hold on to the ball. He's had two fumbles that have that have hurt us, but the defense that's, has been – That's where I was going to uh, go with that. I what's think, worried me. Well, and they're the ones I that think are really the offense injured. is still going to be okay. I really do. I think Herbert's got them clicking. Um, he, dude, I, he was. That's a hell of a pick. I'm telling you, that's going to be make one plays, of the man. smartest that picks got something. in this draft for the Chargers. It really is. Um, I think Kelly's going to be a smart pick too. I, I think he's going to be really good. That offense is going to start clicking. But Kamar just looks like he's a man possessed. There's another guy. It, it there. Those are the three players that I think to watch he's as in, the season goes on. Russ, Rogers, and Kamara. Those are three basically. That's true, but here's the thing, though. Kamara yeah. was an and elite Dalvin guy, Cook. and then kind of got pushed away when, like, Cook, Zeke, Barkley, and now he's kind of going, head on, I'm still here. And that's the same thing that's happened with, like, Russ and Rogers. Those are the three guys who are like, hang on, you can't give my throne up quite yet. Kamara, I think, unfortunately, has a great game because he just looks fantastic this year. Yeah. And that's yeah, factor, not Drew Brees. Yeah. And I agree. He's looked, he's looked good. He's looked good. So you got you got the Saints. I'll say that the uh, the intriguing game within the game for this matchup is going to be Kamara and in uh, and the in and the uh, Chargers rookie oh, linebacker Kenneth Murray, who has looked really really good, flying all over the field making plays. Um, it would be awesome if Derwin James was on the field for this game because that would really be a heck of a matchup with Derwin and, and Kamara. But uh, so we, that would have been all fun, Dude, that's uh, disappointing that he's hurt, man. Because that would have been fun on Monday night uh, to watch we'll that. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, we've got our we've got ourselves an interesting week. Obviously, uh, Cowboys Giants week is always a big week. Um, you know, Alex is the lone Cowboy Giants, fans, uh, fan fuck, the Philly fans, fans Patriots fans, fans Bears reason, fans, but, um, Falcons fans. <laughs> yeah. So it'll terrible. It'll be interesting. Uh, you know the 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 local bars here are always. Uh, are always fun during Cowboys Giants games, so it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, obviously, Thursday night, um, the Thursday night uh, is 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 manageable this week because at least we get Brady. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but another uh, another exciting week of both college and NFL football, boys. It should be interesting, and um, I'm sure it will not um, it will not disappoint us in terms of. Uh, talking points for the show next week so uh, another, yeah, thanks, another good show tonight and yes, uh, we hope everybody enjoyed uh enjoyed it so we uh we will uh we will be back same uh same time next week it's uh 
It's been a pleasure to bring you guys football here on another episode of Pound the Pigskin. All about the year. It's all football all the time, and we will see you next week.